Well, hello there. It's a weekend update. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. I guess the big, 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 big news is the gentleman that did uh, all the uh, the mayhem in uh, Ma- uh, Maine, uh, they found him. Yes, uh, I wouldn't call him a gentleman. I would call him monster. But well, that's he just, was. Uh, they find Bill. You you uh, have news that I don't have. I I all I got about this guy, this Robert Card, was uh, the man wanted for the deadly mass shooting that resulted in eighteen tragic deaths and left thirteen others injured, has been found dead. Maine Department of Public Safety Commissioner Mike Sawshuck confirmed during the press conference that Card died with an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. By the way, I watched the press conference last night about 10.30, 10.15 or whatever, and uh, they're, they're just big political nonsense things. You know, right. The first one to step to the microphone was the governor, the, the, the lady governor, oh. to take credit for finding this guy. And I'm thinking, well, what did you do? And she was right on the scene when they found him, and I'm sitting there going, I still speculate about, uh, I'm not saying that people didn't die. I'm saying they died and probably, uh, well, not probably at his hand, you know, but was he influenced or, or anything of the nature? Mm-hmm. And, and I got a question. Nobody has seen the, the body. Now, where he was found, from what I understand, whether, whether it was 13 or 17, I don't remember the exact mileage, but he worked at a recycling plant for years. He was fired from there. He went back there, and that's where he committed suicide. That's where they found him. Wow. Well, um, you know, it sounds suspicious to me. It does. And I'll tell you why, because uh, he, he killed himself. He'll never be able to explain what happened exactly. about, you know, the voices or anything. Nothing. It's done. He's dead, and that's it, and now we can all move along. And nothing to see here, nothing to hear. We, you know, you know we mentioned the- yesterday, Bill, that his sister— had said that he had just gotten a pair of high-powered hearing aids. As she described mm-hmm. it as high-powered hearing aids, and she was complaining that he was hearing things after he got the hearing aids. So, I don't know, folks. You know, it, it will never know the truth, but I do believe that we're not always told the truth by people who are in positions of authority. That's just well, my opinion. Okay, he got the hearing aids, and he was hearing things. Mm-hmm. Let's take uh, let's take the government conspiracy out of it. It wasn't our federal government that did it mm-hmm. because of the sake of gun control. But let's do say there is a conspiracy, a foreign entity that said, let's target this guy, make him an assassin, because this makes a new story, and because not only do certain politicians want to disarm America, uh, who would gain stand to benefit by America being disarmed? Um, our enemies. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't come to the homeland and attack. You and, know, speaking of that, Bill, I, that's a very good point, and I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> you know, well, you and I have talked about all these people coming across the southern border. They're all about about uh, military age, student age. They're single males for the most part that are coming into our country. We're saying, where are they going? And all of a sudden now, coincidentally, we're having these protests, these pro-Hamas protests on college campuses, and everybody, there's not one reporter out there saying, well, wait a second, are these guys students, or are these guys troublemakers who came across the border, were given a nice set of clothes, were told to go to New York and wait for our uh, the right time, and then start to go to these campuses and raise a little hell. Well, uh, they are here to raise hell. And we're being lied to about numbers, statistics, and everything. And the reason I say that, and, and, and the proof is in the pudding that I have right here, mm-hmm. because the, Rachel Maddow did the uh, Maddow thing, and talking about, well, Republicans are afraid because uh, of all the great economic news and the numbers that Biden this and uh, Biden Rachel, that. Rachel, please gag me. <laughs> well, they're talking about the great increase in numbers his first year in office. Well, and they're going, well, we're waiting for the results at the end of 2021. Well, let's go back a little bit. Trump's numbers were up, 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 and getting ready to go way up, and then we had a pandemic that took it down, tanked right. it. 
But in 2020, the numbers that she was touting that Biden came in with, he came into office inheriting the rebound from Trump yes. after the pandemic. Let's be honest here. Numbers don't just turn at, uh, yeah, I swear to uphold the Constitution. By the way, numbers are up now, kids. Guess what? We rigged the election, which <laughs> I have you know a comment on that, too, because anytime there's well, a, you know, Bill, you're saying that it really it was Bidenomics? Bidenomics well, okay. that did this? Yeah, that's what we're saying. That's what they're saying. You know, they're saying under uh, Biden, jobs are, uh, were up uh, 6,215,000. Well, wait a minute. Were those the jobs that were lost from the pandemic? Mm-hmm, absolutely. I mean, could be. Unemployment rate is at 3.9%. It's down. Again, jobs coming back. Lower paying jobs. This and that and and and. You know, one of the things I remember back in the uh, the Gulf War during the uh, the, the the first Bush, there were the, all the body bags uh, that were being ordered, and somebody said, oh, "This will do great for the economy. All these soldiers are going to go there, and those body bags are for them, and that's going to create jobs." Oh wow! And I thought, how sick is that? But you know, let's be honest; these numbers aren't exactly right. There was a number though that really stuck out. If I can find it. For where they talked about Biden and they talked about uh, the border issue, the crisis. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, oh, here it is U.S. Mexico border apprehensions mm-hmm. under the Biden regime. It is up 317%. Now, I'll tell you why that's not. From, from, from last year? Oh, uh, this is for his presidency. It's up 317%. Okay. Yeah, right. Now, yes. for, for Trump, the apprehension was 14.7%. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, that percentage is based on a number, whatever it is, that, that's coming across the border. All right. They're based upon people who have crossed the border. In Trump's case, they never got in. Right. In this case, they got in, but that 300%, 317%, you know is a fake number. You know why? How many illegals are in the United States that they are reporting that they know about? Oh, I well, the ones that I, you'll give me the figure. I'm not gonna. I'm not good at. Oh uh, no, I don't have it in front of me, but I know it's in the millions. It's it's two and a half uh, million. Well, it's more than that because it's it's now the the size of a couple of states. <laughs> so let's just round it to five million. Okay, I think that is the number. That sounds reasonable. You're, okay, you don't have okay. What would be the gotaways, you know, or the, the catches? 300, uh, 317% of that means, you know, that, that's the getaways? Oh, I, I, or I, they take they, How do you know? How do you know? It's a how many people, well, how, many, how do you know how many people you missed? Think about that just for a second. It's a BS how number. You, they, they missed them all. Well, if you miss them, you can't count them because you don't know that you missed them. Because if you exactly. if you saw them, you wouldn't have missed them. Did I just lose you all, folks? But that's, it doesn't make sense. Oh, they were gotaways. How many were they? Well, 300%. Oh, sure. Yeah, forget it. Uh, we, yeah, I mean, they're talking about, you know, wages going up. Everybody's going up. You know, inflation's going down. And I'm going like, wait a minute. I've been to the grocery store. I've been to the gas pump. And salaries have gone up. No, people are complaining they're down. Now, during the pandemic, prices and wages were going up. And all of a sudden, you know, somebody's going, yeah, I just got a job for 13 bucks an hour. We're going, it's funny, during the pandemic, that job was $20 an hour. So how is, and but, you know, the difference between the pandemic and now, prices were cheaper. Now they're way more expensive. In some cases, doubled. I mean, candy for Halloween is up 33% or some number like that. By the way, have you heard uh, this administration talking about replenishing our oil reserves that he depleted? Have um, you? You know, it's funny you should mention that. Somewhere on this stupid list, that's Trump's numbers. We don't want to look at that, uh, where they were talking about the... uh, Oil reserves? uh, They're talking about the uh, production is like, oh, uh, U.S. crude oil production uh, 
it's down. It was only down one percent. That's all we. Yeah, but off. see, what do you down from what? If it's down one percent from this time last year, well, maybe because maybe last year it was down fifty percent. I'm just that saying, number is an impossibility. He shut down. He, oh, he, he, oh, they said if if they had to generate oil right now in this country, that it would take six or seven months at least to get people back in place to start drilling because of what he's done. They've they've closed down rigs. They've packaged up their equipment. They've taken off right. and gone back to other things. They have laid off employees. They would have to go out and restaff and then go back and reset up their oil rigs. And we've given away the oil reserves. So that 1% down, mm-hmm. that's, that's not even fixing the drip in the pipe. There's nothing there. Well, it's a fake number. Well, Bill, speaking of lies, and this administration seems to be full of lies. I mean, we we know what happened if, in Afghanistan. That was a, an incredible right. military screw-up, okay? And mm-hmm. that's being kind. I mean, they just—and uh, this the, remember, the people who made the decision— were Biden military advisors, okay? These were the admirals and the generals, all these guys who have the so well. Thank you very much. Have the <laughs> stars and the bars and they they act like they have a wealth of military knowledge and but they signed off on the worst military screw up in the history of our country and to this day they will defend it. The John Kirby's of the world will defend what they did as being the right thing. Everybody, you could take a, a, a PFC and sit him down and ask him whether it really was a good thing after you explain the situation to him. Uh, odds are the PFC, private first class, will tell you that was a mistake. But yet Kirby will defend it. Now, these same people, mind you, are the people who are handling our Middle East crisis right now. Oh boy, yep. And so I, you're. We've talked about it this week. We had, besides the the Gaza Strip, which is on fire right now, mm-hmm. uh, we've had attacks on our bases in oh, si- in, in Syria, and not just harmless, not no big thing attacks. They've hurt many of our troops. They've been physically harmed by these attacks. Now, they don't make a big thing out of it because they don't want you to think it's a big thing, but it is a big thing. I mean, any time one of our soldiers and airmen get physically harmed in, a, in a, an attack, it should be a big thing. But these guys are trying to minimalize it. Oh, it's not a big deal. Well, it's just a minor attack. Uh, they, they were in, they were out. Well, let me tell you, our response is the thing that I'm complaining about. You probably heard me say yesterday, because I was kind of enthusiastic about it. I said, well, you know, uh, we attacked a couple of sites, um, air bases in mm-hmm. Syria, and we nailed them with F-16s. And I thought we did a real good job. Well, Bang up job, okay. Here's the rest of the story that I found out after the show was over yesterday. We waited till the crews that uh, manned the area that they attacked were gone for the day. So basically, there was nobody there at the facility that they bombed, the thing was a ammunition dump where it was just stacked with uh, munitions. There were no people. No one got hurt. They didn't want to hurt anybody. We got hurt, right? Mm-hmm. So what does that say to our enemy? That says that we're cowards. That says that we're afraid of them. We're wusses. Yeah. You know, Iran, they came over here yesterday, played the cup for you. If you missed it, uh, take a listen to yesterday's show. It's there. You know, the Iranian, Iranian delegate, he had to get a visa to come into this country. We gave him a visa with no problem. Come on in. Really, no problem. Stay at your, uh, your embassy, have a good time, enjoy our restaurants, and then go speak at the U.N. and tell us how you're going to hurt us and you're going to bomb us. and you're gonna, I think the word was they will bring the fire to us. We'll feel the fire, right? We will. He's threatening this twerp is in our country, and he's threatening us, okay? That's like someone walking into your house and saying, "Uh, I'm going to eat dinner with you. I'm going to have a good time. And by the way, I'm going to kick the crap out of you. And then leaving, 
you know, yeah. threatening you in your house. And that's what this guy did from Iran. And, you know, Biden, do you know where he is? Do you know what he did yesterday as a result? Do you know what he did? Take a nap? No. He did something more predictable. On a Friday afternoon, he took off for Delaware. Yep. It's important that he gets his nappy nap on his chaise lounge. What was the one thing that they say, oh, Trump's always on vacation? Uh, Well, he wasn't on vacation like uh, Mr. Biden is. You know, and as far as these war heroes go, you know, when the other side attacks, I see some guy that just came out of the foxhole, yeah. all dirty and everything, going, yeah, we said we are going to kick your ass, and we just did. You know, we got some guy with a nice haircut and a press suit with, you know, the, the stars and bars that you're talking about saying, well, yeah. you know, they better not mess with us because we're going to get them. Oh, you know what's a war it's hero to bad. me? Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. If the guy's hair is messed up, I don't care. If he's got mud in his boots, I don't care. I look for the stars and scars because that is a soldier that is out there to get in and win it. There's two kinds of officers, Bill. There are officers who uh, are are doers, and then there are those who are posers. And I think Biden has a lot of posers in his administration. They're politicians. Biden's a poser, too. He is a poser. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly right. So... Here we are on the verge of, uh, uh, really, a major war. People don't realize that I kind of watch people going about their lives, and uh, life is normal here in the U.S., and I'm thinking to myself, never in the history of my life have we been closer to being in the middle of a shooting war in this country than right now. This yeah, On the this, inside. Yeah. Yes, we have got these people coming across the border who we don't know who they are. They're coming from, and the ones that we know of, the ones that we've caught, have come from Turkey. Turkey? Is Turkey in Central America? I don't think so. 30,000 of them. They got 30,000 of them from Turkey. China. It's a small city. China. What the heck are they doing here? What is Chinese... Uh, illegals doing coming across our border, but they are. And think about this. They kind of hop on an airplane. Do you know how expensive it is to fly from Beijing or some city like that to Mexico City? That cost a few bucks. These people weren't hurting for dough, you know, if you know what I mean. They probably took limos to the border. But Mm -hmm. anyway, uh, so we have all these people, Turkey, China, Russia, the Ukraine, we're, we're sending our money over there to fight for their country, and some of those people are coming over and sneaking into our country. Uh, I mean, uh, the, I, problem, the, the list, Bill, is it has to be 12 or 13 countries on the list. I haven't got it in front of me, but those are the ones that came to the top of my head, and uh, it's yeah. amazing. Well, we, yeah, and it makes it tough to talk about what we're talking about and do a show like this because we're naming off uh, Turkey, uh, Turkish people and Chinese people and stuff like well, come on. This is a melting pot the United States is. Yes, it is. There are indigenous people from the United States. We took this from the Indians. Yeah, you're right. Colonization is what, you know, how nations grow, and, and we came here looking for a place. And But that is not the point. Well, Bill, the point is we are a, a land of immigrants, but we came all with the same intent for freedom, and everybody— fell under that flag, and adopted that. These people that we're talking about now want to change all of that and erase everything that this country is, including the indigenous people and their rights. You know, Everybody. I, I, nobody is saying that there can't be Turkish immigrants or Chinese immigrants or Russian immigrants or Ukrainian immigrants who come in the right way, okay? it's Think of it this way. If you were selling your house, right, and you went to a realtor and they brought a family to your house and they were from Russia and you agreed to a selling price and they gave you the money and they went through the proper channels, you'd be happy as a pig in slop. You sold your house. Isn't that great? But if that same family came to your house at nighttime with, you know, AK-47s and they kick you out of your house, you and your family. They took over your house, and they said, this is now my house. Isn't this great? It's my house because I'm here now. 
you'd feel lousy about it. You'd feel or terrible about, about it. Or how about if your government comes in? They're here now. They don't speak well, the language. That was the we next don't, part. And they don't care. They don't care about you or our values. But by the way, we're taking your house and they get to have it. But well, that's the, the next part, Bill. That was the next step. that I, You hit it right on the head. The next step yeah. was, and you complain to the government, and the government says, well, I'm sorry, but they're there now. See, you said it nicer than I did. Yes. I, yes. Yeah, yes. I don't hold well, punches. Well, I'm like, <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm a nicer guy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Actually, you, I've been told that here recently. You know, you know, you, you're, you're evil, Bill. You're, you're, you're not evil. so nice. You're an evil one, um, Mr. Bill. So we have, <laughs> we have a, a situation right now, folks, where the war has started in the Middle East. In case you yeah. didn't miss it. Uh, last night, uh, Jesse, Jesse Waters was on Fox, and uh, he actually broke in with this. Fox News alert. Tonight, Israel's ground invasion of Gaza has finally begun. Israeli tanks are now inside the Gaza Strip, and Israeli combat specialists have begun launching raids against Hamas targets all over the border. The Israeli government says tonight's the night. Hamas will feel our wrath tonight, and I think all the international community who saw the crimes, the atrocities that Hamas is responsible for, should be supporting Israel. We are going to destroy Hamas, and in doing so, I think we're eradicating a, a despicable enemy of all humanity. Just moments ago, Israel's naval battalion, the Flotilla 13, conducted a siege in southern Gaza. Heavy gunfire was exchanged. So why did Israel wait so long? Sources tell Primetime that hostage negotiations had collapsed. Because of what Hamas was offering, the Israelis realized Hamas wasn't serious and was just using the hostage negotiations to delay the ground invasion. So now Israel has one focus, completely decimate the terrorist presence to their south. The IDF has shut out the lights in Gaza. No internet, no cell phones, it's a blackout. Israeli airstrikes achieved the highest level of intensity so far in the war. A bunker buster bomb was dropped in Gaza, an effort to demolish the tunnels. Bunker busters penetrate 100 feet deep, explode horizontally and vertically. They were used in Afghanistan and in Iraq. Jesse Waters uh, making the announcement last night. He goes on. Actually, it was a, a long report, a good report. Uh, yeah. But uh, he did a good job. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Uh, the, the, you know, I hope that Israel doesn't pay much attention to the weak-spined, limp-wristed uh, people in it that are currently running our country. Just focus on the situation at hand in your country. Well, what do you think? Well, uh, yeah, and they don't need to focus on us or our news. Now, they cut off the Internet. They've cut off ground communications. They've done all of that. Right. But Hamas is a terrorist cell. And one of the things about terrorist cells, they are mini cells, and each cell is like the head of its own snake. It has its own. You can't take out one person and defeat it. You have to go after each cell. Now, with that said, you know, with communications being cut off, it is kind of like when we send submarines out, and if we were go to go to war, and these submarines realize that communication has been cut off and they are at war, now that commander either can sit there and say, okay, I've got a set of instructions here, but you know what? I'm going to alter this. He can go out and change his target, from what I understand. But either way, he's out there independently. He is, Did you see he the movie Crimson Tide? Yeah, Crimson Tide was essentially uh, Gene Hackman played the commander and Denzel Washington played uh, his first. And uh, it was a situation where they lost communication and they and they had a partial message. And the partial, mes par partial message uh, said, essentially, uh, get ready to fire or fire. And Hackman yeah. was getting ready to fire the weapons. And uh, it wasn't until... You know, 90 minutes into Excellent. the movie that they found out it was a partial message and they had taken it back, you know. Well, yeah, the, and but my point is about the cells. There are cells that are operating in the United States. Right. All they know is our our news is saying the war has begun. Yes. And they're not getting communications to their other side, so they've gone rogue. Now, if I were in a cell 
and I'm not, and I don't, I'm not, but I'm saying trying to think like them, I would be going, okay, now it's time for me to do my job and attack independently. And if I'm here, this is where I attack. So don't be surprised if in uh, maybe right now while we're talking in this day or the next day or so or something with the war beginning and communication being cut off, that cells that are all over the world start I agree. hitting targets. And yes. you want to get you want to get world opinion on your side, you hit them here and then sit there and say, We have no choice. You chose, you know. Hey, you and know that's what they're gonna do. I, I worked in New York. New York New York City has a real big Jewish community. And uh I mean it's a real integral part of the city. And when I saw a video of what happened at one of the small colleges in New York uh, about the, the students, the Jewish students who were trapped because they had, they had to lock themselves in a library because the protesters, the pro-Palestinian uh, protesters, by the way, there was never really a Palestinian anything. That's something that was, the name was made up. I think by Yasser Arafat back years and years ago. Right, right. um, Anyway, all of a sudden, it's it's like uh, they want you to go back and, you know, start the country of Palestine when there really wasn't one. But that's another story for another time. They were pounding on the door, you know, Mm -hmm. as if they were trying to get in to kill these young students. And I was thinking, this cannot be New York. Not the New York that I knew. No, no. I mean— New, the, these people were an integral and welcome part of the community, and they shouldn't be treated like that. And all of a sudden, but th- the thing that got me was, I would have thought when I was working there, if that was happening at a college, within ten minutes it would have been swarming with New York City police officers, and that thing would have been shut down and it would have been over. But it didn't right. happen. They were stuck there for almost an hour in that in that mm-hmm. library, an hour. Mm-hmm. Where the hell were the police? You know, uh, they're getting, I think they're being told to stand down. I, oh, I, I, I agree with you, but anyway. I don't know. There, there's so many things going on in the news and in the world that we're not privy to, but you can't trust the news. You know, they're not doing their job no. of reporting the raw story. I don't care about their freaking opinion. What I care about is what is happening. I'll make my own decisions. Thank you very much. And I don't need you to sit there and tell me what a great job Joe Biden is doing because yeah. <laughs> uh, could you make uh, I can't read the teleprompter. It, uh, get me a new teleprompter. You I know, mean, he's embarrassing. On. I mean, everybody in the world sees Biden. He's fumbling. He's mumbling. He's getting lost. But he's thought. the greatest president there ever was. The economy is the best. You make... Uh, you, oh, that was a, a thing that I read. They said, well, the economy is up because people have all this. And this is the phrase that really tacked, ticked me off. What are you supposed to do when you go out in life and you make money? You save money. You save it for a rainy day, right? Mm-hmm. You build your wealth up. Right. You might need it to buy a house, do something this or that. Sure. But you have it there. All these people have excess well or savings, excess savings. What? You have excess yeah. savings. Well, he so doesn't. By the way, he doesn't. He never seems to have enough. I mean, if you look at his bank account, and we'll be seeing more of it as the days, weeks, and months progress, because we have a speaker of the house who seems to be interested in uh, the Biden corruption scandal. But uh, this guy Biden, I mean, he he never made more than like a hundred and ninety thousand a year or whatever as a senator, and yet yeah. he's worth. He's worth millions and millions of dollars. Now, well, folks, I did a pretty good, I made a pretty good living in, in broadcasting. I mean, it was good. But, I mean, if I made, hypothetically, hypothetically, if I made, uh, let's say, 100000 a year and I was spending half a million a year, a lot of people would have said, whoa, wait a second. Uh, wh- what's he doing and where is he getting the money from? People would have questioned it right off the bat. What amazes me is that politicians can go decades. They can go decades being corrupt, and nobody gives them a hard time. It's well, a, it's like you, an accepted thing. Like, oh, it's okay. It's just you've got attorneys and judges that are that way too. You look at uh, 
Angeron, you know, now I don't know his net worth, so I'm not going to go there. I'll mm-hmm. talk about him later. This is the guy who's doing the case in New York against Trump who doesn't like Trump, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, then you look at Letitia James, and, you know, you're sitting there going, well, you look at her history, you look at her bank account, you mm-hmm. look at what she lives in, you know, because they, they were talking about the valuation of Trump properties and, and all of that. And, uh, you know, Trump made a point about the evaluation of what they are supposed to use and what he's referring to probably is uh, is is a quoting law about the you know lending values that there's a fudge factor of one eighth of a percent it's considered legitimate you know anything other than that it's a crock and mm-hmm. you know there's a big difference in what they're what they're saying it is and what he's got but even that is a different valuation but my point on Leticia is that. She's worth about five or six million dollars on paper, probably wow. more. Uh, you didn't know that? I did not That's, know that. Oh, go ahead. And did Google she come that. from a Did she come from a rich family? No, no. She made um, she made her money going after rich real estate mogul. Models. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but also, uh, it turns out that she has gotten some other monies that Trump has tried to point out. And they're going after him now because he showed where she got dark money. Was it campaign contributions to her campaign for AG in New York? I was just reading about this before we started, so I don't have all the dark money there. But the Uh point is, there is dark money. I did know before, I was going, how in the hell does a prosecutor have 4 or $5 million? I, I know a few prosecutors, and yeah. You know, now I'm not saying that New York. They York's have nice not a cars big city, and they live well, but they're not. But I, yeah, I know some in Dallas and down in in, in uh, Houston, and I'm sitting there going, "Those are big cities, big cities. Mm-hmm. They don't even have a million. So, what? <laughs> uh, how did you know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. I know it makes you shake your head. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. But, you know, uh, speaking about, I mentioned Joe going to Delaware. I just, I just saw this figure. You'd be interested. Biden has spent 392 days, which is 38.9% of his presidency, 40% on vacation without visitor logs. You're saying, well, what does that mean, Jim, without visitor logs? That means that anybody can show up to see him. He can talk to anybody about anything, and there's no record. They can talk to anybody. He could have George Soros. I'm just saying, as an example, stop by and say hello and You'd never know because nobody keeps any logs when he's on vacation. It's very convenient. 40, 40% of his time on vacation. Bill, that is a job we should aspire to. He really is. President? Oh, man. Well, we'd have to go back and be crooked as all hell and, we, <laughs> and, and change our party affiliation to Democrat. Uh-oh. Uh, you know, yeah, there's, there's so many things that you yeah. got to do that just kind of go against your... Yeah, that would go over skin. like a pregnant pole vaulter in my case. I, no, I wouldn't. Yep. Nope. Uh, I got a great cut I want to play for you today because it is Saturday right. and we can do things that are a little different. On well, our we program. can do things different in every day, but that's Saturday, true. But special to us. <laughs> but this is even more different than our normally different stuff. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, I have a, a cut that's about ten minutes long. So, but it's interesting. This lady here, her name is Jan Halper Hayes. Now, we may have played this a few months ago, but it's worth listening to her again because it's even more appropriate. Her answer. She's on GBN. GBN is Great Britain News or something like that. It's a new network. It's been in business for only a few years, but it's national. You know, it's all over the country uh-huh. and it's very successful. And uh, they have some really good hosts. But, the, you know, the host that you'll hear on this show is a nice enough young man, but of course, uh-huh. he's, he's, he's very impressed with himself. And of course, Jan, you, do, you don't think Trump would do that, do you? <laughs> well, Jim, yeah, while we listen, I, I'll turn my mic off and get a spot of tea. I, I, yeah, I would the put, monitors. Yes, put the coffee down and get the tea. This is Jan Halper Hayes on the morning show at uh, GBN. Listen. 
Let's move across the other side of the pond, should we? Because Donald Trump has hit back at prosecutors just hours before his court appearance on charges of trying to overturn the results of the 2020 election. Yes, the former president said the indictment was unprecedented and showed the corruption of the Biden presidency. Well, it's the third time in four months he's been charged, and as we understand it, probably not the last, as he campaigns to regain the presidency. Meanwhile, his son, his eldest, Donald Jr., spoke to Nigel Farage last night and he questions the timing of the indictment. You know, I, I don't believe any of this has anything to do with January 6th. If it did, and if January 6th was everything that they said, why, why, Nigel, did they wait two and a half years to charge him? I mean, the people that were there that did those, they were charged that day. Well, let's talk to Jan Halper Hayes, who's a U.S. political analyst, and he's here in the studio. Good to see you, as always. Good to see you. Um, there's so many people putting this down as a political conspiracy theory, but actually, there are real questions to be answered here. There are. Yeah, of course there are. Of course there are. What he's being accused of, but what part do you think is to answer that the 2020 election is going to be relitigated? because of this, they've made a huge, huge mistake with this one. Because even though we thought what was going to happen was they were going to go after him for treason or sedition, but they did criminally charge him, but they didn't go to that extreme. As a result, he has due process, so he can subpoena people and bring things in. Now, let me say something about this 2020 election, is that Biden is the legitimate president, but he's the legitimate president of what is now the bankrupt U.S. corporation. And that was a treaty in 1871. Well, on September 12, 2018, Trump created an executive order. Within that, he outlined in future elections any kind of foreign or domestic interference, specifically for the 2020 election. So we say, how did he know some of these things were going to happen? Election integrity on both sides of the aisle is tough. It's really tough. But what this has done is it's opened the door for Trump to present his case. Well, that's a good thing, isn't it? Because, I mean, because the, I mean, what we see on this side of the pond is a very difficult situation where the legal system is politicized in the United States, which is abhorrent to us over right. here. So the fact that Trump can subpoena, some people saying it's a mistake by Jack Smith, but actually he can subpoena. We, you know, people can actually see evidence from both right. sides. That's a sensible yes, move. Exactly. And and it's a great mistake by Jack Smith that he's done that. Absolutely great. See, the thing is, think about um, uh, Edward Snowden and all the information he had. Think about the fact that our military, our Department of Defense Space Force, <clears throat> if you think that they don't have the actual real results from the election, then you're fooling yourself. Yeah, but what we what we do know with this is there are we're told <clears throat> uh, uh, there are plenty of notes from people, including Vice President um, Pence, that there are some recordings of, of Donald Trump acknowledging that actually what he said in public was nonsense. That some of these states, whether he claimed he was in, I was saying it's, I mean, look, Detroit is corrupt, it's all corrupt, the results are corrupt. And that when in reality, he knew it wasn't. That's illegal. But you know what? That's what someone's claiming, but that's not the fact, and that's not what Donald Trump really has ever said. He's been very, very clear. I mean, the issues were, for example, in Pennsylvania, the Supreme Court of the state of Pennsylvania stepped in and changed some of the election laws. Under our Constitution, it's only the state legislators that can do that. 2,000 Mules, the film that came out, what they did, they spent over $4 million tracking the phones. And the reason it's only 2,000 Mules is that based on the visits to the drop boxes in Georgia, they had to have gone over 10 times. And they've got all the film for that. So the thing is that um, 
the election integrity is so different and so problematic in every single state, every single state. But that doesn't mean that the machines didn't do something, that there were some other kind of finagling, but the long and short... Go ahead. Well, it, it doesn't, but that's, that's where conspiracy comes in, is it? To say, well, it doesn't mean that something didn't happen. Well, there's no evidence that it happened. I mean, there's how many how many court cases did the Trump campaign try to bring? There's nothing's gone in his favour. Okay, wait a minute. Everyone, the media goes, oh, there were 60, 60 court cases that were rejected. No, there were three. He won two. He lost one. 57 were never heard because they had no standing. And standing means that the person bringing the case has to claim some kind of impact or injury. So it's really, you know, the media did that and they're great at doing that, but it, it was a fallacy in there. And the thing is that, um, you know, you know, I sit on a task force at the Department of Defense. And the thing is, they've got the goods. They've got the goods. And Trump knew that if he presented any of the goods early on, we'd have a civil war. That he really felt that the people needed to see how bad it could get. And that's the sense that we're getting from Trump's lawyer about what his defense is going to be. So he, this is all going to be based on free speech, the First Amendment in the U.S. Constitution, that he had a right to say what he believed. And mm -hmm. he believed uh, that the election results were not uh, as was put out. But the point is, if you live in a democracy and you believe in a democracy, then that means that even if you don't like the outcome of an election, you respect that because it's a democratic vote. Well, a, a democratic vote, and so therefore he should be silent about it. So he, has a, he has a right to speak, but the issue, of course, is if he then acts to subvert that election result. Oh, so that because you think he's being criticized because in Georgia he said, can you find me 12,000 votes? Or, um, you know, the thing is he didn't try to subvert anything. What he's really done is he set up the deep state to come out, and that's why we're seeing all these things. I mean, it just it was revealed with whistleblowers and um, Hunter Biden's ex-best friend that in 2015, um, the head of Burisma gave Joe and Hunter Biden 10 million bribe. In 2018, Hunter is, I mean, uh, Joe is on TV publicly saying that he threatened that unless they got the prosecutor fired, that um, he wasn't going to let them have their $1 billion in support. In 2019, Trump calls Zelensky to find out about what went on to get the prosecutor fired, and he gets impeached. Mm. I mean, that's... We've lived with it for a long time. I probably, I probably, I said, we're almost out of time. I, said, I, just want, I just want to pick you up on one thing. You said earlier on, you know, um, Donald Trump has been very clear on this. Is he a man that you believe? I mean, look, he's about a believable as a chocolate teapot, isn't he? Look, I know that, oh, thank God you got the negativity in at the end and not the beginning. I can always count on you for that. Always. Um, but it's a legitimate point to say that Donald Trump is a man who always speaks the truth. That can't be the case. I mean, it's hardly the case of any leader, to be fair, but I mean, definitely not Donald Trump. Well, I don't know if I said everything or always, because I do call him the embellisher in chief, because he's a marketer. Um, but in terms of telling us things, optics, you better believe that he's very much a straight shooter in terms of actions that he's going to take or what he thinks needs to be done. You know, they made fun of him because they assumed he broke protocol and walked in front of the queen. No, if you go back and look at it, you will see he looked at her. She gave a wave with her hand. He proceeded. 
She took a couple of steps, he stopped, and he waited for her to join. That was an optic to tell us that he then was going to bankrupt the U.S. corporation because it was the Vatican, the Crown, and the U.S. that was part since 1871. And we were giving you our tax dollars. We were paying back. You know, forget this Tea Party and without taxation, without representation. We owed you a lot of money because you helped us in the Civil War. And so that is what Trump has now, he told the Queen, I'm ending this. We're dissolving this corporation. We're going to go back to being a republic and we'll all be separate. The Pope wasn't happy. You should find the picture of him visiting the Pope. It took 650 planes to remove our gold from the Vatican Bank. I'm not very happy about it, Jan, to be perfectly honest. We could do with your money at the minute. Keep it, keep it flowing, I say. Um, Jan Halberhey, really good to see you. Thank you, you too. very much indeed. You too. Did you hear what she said? 650 airplanes to, uh, yeah. to retrieve our gold from the Vatican. Now, you say, well, Jim, I heard that. Now, that was actually uh, recorded about three months ago, four months ago. Yeah. Uh, okay. reason why I thought I'd play it is because former President Donald Trump praised the analysis and comments made by Dr. Jan Halper-Hayes during a recent interview. Halper-Hayes, right. a former global vice president of Republicans overseas, made headlines with her statements during an appearance with the British morning news show Breakfast with Stephen, or Stefan, as they would say in England, and Ellie. So I'm playing it now because just the day before yesterday, President Trump decides to, he could have commented on this, by the way, when we played it the first time three months ago, right? Right. But he, he decides to comment on it now, you know? And yeah. I think she must have really hit the mark with their comments and I think there's more to those comments than meets the eye casually you know well you know um, I, I was digging through to get the, the story out here and I just found it online but uh, and it's funny because when I did the Google search for it mm -hmm. about Trump saying he's going to go ahead and bring classified documents to court in the Jack Smith case. Right, yeah. You know, and uh, in, in regards to, um, you know, the, uh, the 2020, uh, you know, so-called insurrection, because, you know, they're coming up with the, uh, oh, the Russian uh, collusion interference. They keep going back to that thing, and, and he said enough's enough. Right. I am going to present classified documents that shows exactly what's going on now. On one of the places where, you know, I was doing some research this morning, uh, if I can get back to oh, here it is right here. It says, I'm sorry, but I cannot provide any content that would cause physical, emotional, or financial harm. Are you serious? Group, they're they're or blocking. Or group of people presenting classified documents is a serious offense and could lead to severe consequences. I suggest we focus on a different topic, that on Bing when I did the thing, but thanks a lot, Bing. Actually, I had saved the document over here in my notes, so I have the damn thing. <laughs> and the point is, and I'm not going to go ahead and read the diatribe, but Trump is, you know, they were worried about Trump having some classified documents in right. Mar-a-Lago, and they've been going after stuff. Well, could it be that what he has is documents to take down the house? I think that's a superlative uh, <laughs> evaluation. I think you're absolutely correct. I think they are petrified that he's going to let the cat out of the bag. Let the cat out of the bag. Now, they're going to stop him beforehand because that's what they do. There is There was a lot of things to unpack in her thing. Uh, mm -hmm. in her thing. It's funny you should bring it up because I didn't know you were going to do that. That's true. Today. Yeah. But uh, – you know, I, I, I had some other stuff on it, and I'll have to get the notes. You know, the thing about the corporation, a lot of people don't realize that since like 1878 or 1871 or thereabouts, you know, in the mm -hmm. 1870s, we've been running as a corporation. The yes. United States government has been running running as a corporation. And, and, you know, we pretend that we're the same government that we that was started in uh, uh, at the end of the Revolutionary War with George Washington. But then in reality, we had we'd switched over. I guess that was... Just after Grant's administration, I guess it was right. 1878, 
And I guess what happened is Trump came along and said, enough is enough. This corporation stuff is not uh, a, a real republic. It's not democracy as we know it. And it's it's over. And Yeah, you know, I forget what they call that kind of loan. But, you know, that that kind of loan, you know, used to happen in real estate. There's laws against it now. But, you know, it's a predatory type loan. Yeah, we needed money for the Civil War. And, oh, yeah. we'll give you the money you need. But, uh well, you need four hundred million. You're going to pay, uh, pay back four trillion or whatever. Yeah. Or the payments will never stop. It's lopsided. Yeah. You can never pay off the debt, and you know, Great Britain had a history of doing that. I mean, hell, they had China under lock and key for the longest time. You know, but well, they uh, they didn't have to beat you in a war. They realized they could could control you financially, and uh, they did. They did. They could, and, and as long as they controlled you financially, they, you had to do a lot of what they told you to do. You know. So what do you? Yeah, and the money that they had that controls them was using us to get money that they got and goes back. There, there is. You know, you talk about a deep state. You talk about something. There is. Somebody once said, you know, uh, all the wealth in the world can be traced back to twenty families, probably ten. Yeah. And, you know, all throughout Roth history. and the Rockefellers are a couple of right. them. Right. Yeah. Right. And they have all, you know, like the old song, all the gold in California is in the middle of, you know, never mind. But either way, all the gold in the world probably sits in the hands of 10 families, 20 families at the most. And they control the businesses and the nations of the world. And we became a crown jewel, well, thus and they the had world, us by the cojones. Thus the World Economic Forum. I rest my exactly. case. Exactly. Yeah, you know, it's yep. case in point. So Trump put a target on him his head by saying, okay, I'm going to bring forth classified documents and introduce them. His attorneys are introducing it. So don't be surprised if something nefarious and evil happens or they find a way to blow this away in the news. Obviously, I just read the thing right off of the Internet. I did that search during the audio. Yeah. And that's what I came up with. Well, we we talked about all that stuff there, the Jan Halper Hayes. By the way, she should be on every talk show. She's articulate, and she knows how to present the case. And uh, it's even fun listening to it again because yeah. it's she's now even more accurate based upon what's happened yeah. between the first time I heard it and now so many things have happened. And uh, the fact that Trump now, like two days ago, decides to applaud her for her commentary says there's something up and he wants well, you to know it. Um, I'll probably uh, share the show with a friend of my mutual friend of ours and you know, if she takes the hint, she'll probably get the interview. The only thing I would say, you do it. <laughs> yeah, mention us. Hey, we'll uh, mention you. You mention us. Well, we talk about we talked about what's happening in the Middle East. We know that the Ukraine is not going well for the Ukrainians. Uh, we're, it's like throwing money away. It's like flushing it down the toilet. It's it's just uh, money, good money after bad. Uh, people say, well, they're we're, they're fighting for their democracy, friends. The Ukraine government may be the most corrupt government on the face of our planet. Okay? Absolutely. And yet we're making them sound like they are the halls of parliament during World War II. And that's not the case. These, these guys are corrupt. Of all that money that we sent over there, I wonder how much really went into uh, guns and ammunition and tanks. I don't think very many. But well, listen, but listen to what Joe Biden has done. We, we're... we're Right now, we're kind of split on two fronts. We're saber-rattling over in the Middle East. We're sending, exactly. sending stuff over to the Ukraine. Joe Biden has recently declared that the United States would go to war against China to defend the Philippines. This significant escalation comes in the wake of an incident in which a Philippines Coast Guard ship and supply boat were rammed by Chinese vessels in the disputed Scarborough Shoal uh, in the South China Sea. And it goes mm. on. Uh, you know, and also another thing that happened yesterday is a uh, Chinese fighter jet passed within 10 feet of one of our B-52 uh, bombers. 
So they're they're trying to cause a little trouble. But Joe's saying, hey, we're going to go to war. You know, Joe is a lot of huff, but no puff, if you know what I mean. He And, and our enemies know that. They know mm-hmm. he's feckless. Well, they're playing chicken, you know, and, and our guys are doing a good job of saying, yeah, there they go again. But, you know, at some point in time, you know, you've got to sit there and say, oh, that's funny. They... They must have hit a, uh, uh, what do they call that? A shear from the the wing, you know, wind shear. And yeah. It flipped them out of control. Um, <laughs> yes. And, you know, because that pilot that's doing that, getting playing chicken, yeah. he knows the dangers. You know, he might be a damn good pilot, but there's always that risk. There's a percentage. It's time to sit there and say, you know what? We cannot be responsible for the consequences of your playing these little cat and mouse games. If something ill happens to your, you know, aircraft, well, it, it's on you. I, it made me wonder, Bill, um, is the B-52 basically defenseless to situations like this? Or do they have some kind of defensive uh, mechanism? I know like on the B-17s back in World War II, well, they, they had guns. tail gunners and side gunners. But you look at the B-52, and I don't see any of anything like that. Do they have any missiles on the B-52? To protect themselves against, uh, I know you can. They can drop, they can drop a, uh, an aircraft carrier full of bombs out of their bomb bay doors. But is there something that they have on that ship, on that airplane, rather, that will protect them against a fighter attack? Well, I, the only thing that I know that they probably have, pretty damn sure they have, is that if they've got incoming missiles, they can uh, forget what they the, the flares. Yeah, the chafe. Yeah. You know, they they probably have something pretty uh, significant that way. You don't know if they have any kind of uh, electronic jamming or anything that could uh, interfere with uh, the navigation of any planes that get in the proximity. Uh, you don't know if they have any kind of uh, weapons that we don't know about on that, that plane. Again, they have been rescanned. They have been, they've got big engines on them. I mean, the, the, yeah, the overall big. design is, nobody's built anything bigger and better. Well, you would think that they would have maybe uh, escorts, our escort planes, some fighter jets that kind of tag along when they're on a mission so that they aren't interfered with. Well, knowing what's in the belly of that beast, would you want to get up close to it and play chicken and accidentally puncture the belly and blow it up? Oh, heck no. Absolutely not. I wouldn't want to be anywhere near it if it it did because – um, you know, it's a safe aircraft. Don't get me wrong. It's a safe aircraft. And, you know, they have been so modernized. As a matter of fact, I mean, 15, 20 years ago, they were reskinning them. They've redone them again. That's yeah. new sheet metal on it. They've done the avionics. They've done the engines. The, they've done everything. The entire cockpit is different. I mean, it, it's, it's an all electronic cockpit now. I mean, the, the plane, basically, if you looked at it, it's probably been overhaul so many times you probably would be hard pressed to find any of the original material on a new b-52 or an upgraded b-52 but no um, there's everything is different on them so you know it was it they strip it down to just the raw so but what do you think china thinks about the threat that joe makes about the philippines and my question is do you think what you know they question us as to whether we'd really support uh taiwan if china was to go into taiwan and i I don't think this current administration would actually uh, do do anything to protect Taiwan. I think that they're all, like I said, uh, all smoke and no fire. Um, well, I don't think we would pr- protect Taiwan, and we have interests there. I don't know that we will protect uh, South Korea. We have interests How about there. the Philippines? My God, you well, would think the, that that would be different, you know? Well, yeah, because we've I, we got a strong naval base there. I only yeah. know that from uh, my brother in the Navy and uh, a ship accident. Where well, they were once uh, basically under our control till we relinquished that, and they became an independent country. After World War II, I think they were sort of under our protection. We had— uh, Philippines actually think they're Americans, and uh, which is great, you know, but a lot of them, a lot of them do. Now, if we— if we tinkle on their boots, they may not be thinking that for too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think they want to go into the rule of China because it'll be so different. But then again, we're almost becoming like a China. Folks, it's going to be another crazy week. I'm glad that guy Card is off the uh, uh, the, the radar. They got him. 
He's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, what he did was heinous, and it was, uh, you know, something which uh, nobody should have to experience what he what he put people through and families through this week. Uh, but I also think that, God forgive me for thinking this, but I think because of what Biden has done on the border, that we're going to see more things like this coming, more attacks on civilians, innocent civilians in our country. They'll be timed to coincide with attacks over in the Middle East so that our attention will be split. And and yeah. they're, they're not going to be small attacks. They're not going to be uh, someone shooting up a restaurant. I think that these uh, people who are in this country with uh, bad and evil plans are going to do some terrible things that may rival 9-11. Oh, yeah. I, look, I, I think it's going to happen at some point in time, possibly before this show is posted. Uh, it could happen. Uh, by the way, today was uh, an interesting show. I am going to ask for people's uh, help to uh, get the word out above and beyond what we already have out there to share the show, comment on the show, and uh, let people know about it. Uh, I referenced a friend, Rose, so uh, I want the plug back from her, too. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, and she's on the Sean Hannity show, so it's no no Very nice lady. Figure out. Very nice lady. No, yeah, I well... Uh, I worked with her in Pittsburgh. Very you you nice know her much and- better than I do. I, I met her uh, a couple of times uh, when she was working with Jim Quinn, well, uh, but it goes back quite some time. But she, she always was a nice yeah. – well, I'll tell you how long ago it was. When I met her, it was at a, a restaurant. You're give away ages. Well, no, no. You're, you're it was away ages. Well, she was a child at the time. But she, oh, she's 13, she was a, yeah. She was a young mother. Uh, she, she, I think her son was with her, and her son was a little guy, and I think he's a an adult now, so uh, – Times they are changing. I think, I think I knew her before the sun. So I mean, <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's it's, and but I'm only uh, <clears throat> thirty. Yeah, anyway. I know you are. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. I do have a question yeah. for well, you. What's that guy, John Levitt? Yeah, that's the ticket. Yeah, I'm yeah, thirty. Yeah. yeah, that's the ticket. Hey, I got a speaking of tickets. You know, I was seeing how Trump is going after Letitia James, which yes. you know he should, and you know her dark money, and I'll see how that goes, but. You know, I was thinking about Engron, the judge, you know, and how he's going after Trump and, oh, he's going to slap him with another gag order thing. And I was thinking about the gag order and everything, and I said, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. You know, this judge should be recused. So I said, let's go under the conditions for recusal or judicial disqualification. Right. I mean, constitutionally, we are bound to get right. rid of this clown. Mm-hmm. He's bound to sit there and get rid of himself Yes, if he doesn't. He, he can suffer some consequences sure. there that are pretty severe. Some of the, the reasons are judge happens to be a witness in the case. Nah, that's not mm. really, it doesn't really Judge apply. in question prepared the legal document presented during the case. Nah, I don't think he did that, no. Working no. my way up to the number one reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the judge determines it's impossible to act impartially in the case, mm. maybe. Yeah. When the judge has a financial or personal interest in the case's outcome. I don't think that's been proven, no. I, uh, but uh, yeah. the judge has previously presented or represented one of the parties in the case as an attorney no, or in other capacities. Nope, hasn't done that. Judge has a relationship with one of the attorney's parties, uh, party or spouse. Well, now, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Didn't he defend... Uh, Somebody there that was he defended his uh, one of his court clerks, or, or because he said that Trump had said in public that the clerk was having a relationship with Senator Chuck Schumer, which he, he said is none of his business. Right? But yeah, it, it is true, and that's that initiated the gag order. So there's a little bit of truth to that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. So then you got some possible but, influencers. So there's, that could there's probably ground be, for that it. That probably could be negotiated. You know. Uh, Okay, Um, there's a strong indication that the judge is or will be biased. Oh, bingo. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, that's the winner. That is the the winner. winner. Yes. He needs to recuse himself then because he said publicly he doesn't like Trump. He hates him. He can't be the judge. No, he can't. But, you know, I truly believe that he's going to find Trump guilty. I mean, if Trump said... If all the evidence pointed to Trump's innocence, this judge is so demented, and I say that with all, <laughs> I, I mean it, he's demented, he will find Trump guilty. So understand something, 
to all you Trump haters out there, you're going to get a moment when, oh, they found Trump guilty. Don't don't uh, glory in that moment because no. it's going to go on appeal. And I would imagine that as soon as they walk into the appeals court, before they have a chance to open the briefcase, the appeals judge will say, hey, I know about this case dismissed. Well, I'll tell you what, they are really trying, speaking of appeals courts and things like that, going after the Supreme Court, uh, Clarence Thomas, Thomas, I can't talk now, Clarence <laughs> Thomas, they went after him, they wanted him to resign, yeah. and I guess they're, they know they're hitting a brick wall with that one, so now they're going after Kavanaugh, wanting him to step down. Yeah, well, they want these people to step down, the conservatives, because they're not ruling for them, and they want to give Biden the chance to, you know, put another uh, far-left liberal in there. Well, folks, you know, we have promised, Bill and I have promised regularly to ourselves behind the microphone that the weekend shows, the weekend shows will always be, you know, a little shorter because that's the weekend. Did you lie to me? Well, I'm going to tell you what we're at now. We're at a minute and uh, one hour and five minutes. Okay. Okay. And we're still recording. Not working. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) Yes. It's actually longer than most of our regular shows. So, anyway, friends. (laughs) If you want to contact us, our number is 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at jimandbill.com, and jimandbill at mail.com. What time did you say it was? How long have we been doing this? One hour Today? and five minutes and 17 seconds. Oh, then, baby, hasta la vista. We're out of here. We're out of here.